Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. We're going to be having a conversation with Dr. Banerjee. He's joining us here as co-founder and CEO of Perspectum. Perspectum is the digital medical technology and diagnostics company. He's joining us to talk about why AI is playing a growing role in medical imaging's fight against long COVID and also about how multi-organ scanning is being used to help physicians see the impact of long COVID. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Banerjee. Thank you. Thank you. Please call me Banjo, Neil. Great. I'll, I'll call you Dr. Banjo. Well, uh, doctor, give us a brief look into your professional background. Tell us a bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm a UK trained doctor. I uh, trained in medical school in Oxford, 96 through to 2002. Uh, and from there, I went on to be a hospital physician trained in cardiology, internal medicine, and public health. Um, it's through those routes that I came back to Oxford to do a PhD uh, in 2008. And that's when we discovered that we could use modern MRI scans to measure and monitor inflammation in internal organs. And the traditional way to do that was with biopsies, kidney biopsies, liver biopsies, and so forth. And so to be able to scan painlessly rather than stab someone with a needle seem to me a worthwhile form of innovation. Well, for those who possibly may not be familiar, what exactly is long COVID as opposed to regular COVID? Regular COVID or acute COVID. <laughs> acute COVID. Is, <laughs> uh, is, uh, is, um, is an infection with a virus that we're all overly familiar with now, uh, SARS coronavirus, the 2019 variant. Um, and that has many sub-variants that have come up, typically named with a letter of the Greek alphabet, mm -hmm. alpha, beta, omicron, delta, and so on and so forth. Um, acute COVID is usually um, uh, an acute viral infection that leads to symptoms that vary between the different variants, breathlessness, fatigue, chest pain, loss of smell. Um, and in the acute phase, what people mostly worry about are their lungs and their heart. So that profound breathlessness is what led to many hospitalizations, many intensive care admissions, and many fatalities over the last two and a half years. Many people got better, however, uh, and the issue with long COVID is when you've had acute COVID and you have not fully recovered within eight to 12 weeks of the acute infection. Um, now, most people have had acute COVID of them, most people managed at home. The problem is many of exactly those people go on to get long COVID and the symptoms there tend to be memory impairment, persistent fatigue, altered digestive system, skin problems, hair problems, heart problems. There's a lot of things that can go wrong with long COVID and that's because the virus causes inflammation in many internal organs. Now, is this something that typically persists throughout the rest of a person's life? Very good question. Long COVID was first described in May 2020, and uh, we just haven't had it around for long enough to know what, how long it'll persist uh, and when it's cured, whether it's gone for life or not. We do know that some people have had long COVID from those very first waves of spring 2020. Uh, and some of those people still haven't been able to go back to work. The sad thing is the medical community has often considered this to be 
you know, non-classical illness or non-traditional illness. And unfortunately, in the way many of us do, we tend to dismiss what we don't know. But many people with long COVID have been athletes or um, high-end professionals who typically worked at the top of their um, chosen trades or professions and now are reduced to being bedbound for 14 to 16 hours a day, unable to work, unable to calculate if they work with their bodies, for example, athletes, unable to physically compete. And so we've got a reckoning now that there's a lot of people who are persistently affected. Is it going to be lifelong? I hope not. We just don't know. Is it going to be curable? Just uh, this week, a U.S. company called Accela Therapeutics released its results from a trial that was also done here in Oxford, which showed that patients treated with a certain combination of amino acids improved if they had long COVID. Their memory improved and their fatigue improved. So this, this may be the first treatment for long COVID. Uh, and I'm proud that it's a, you know, an Anglo-American combination of universities, hospitals, and companies that has achieved that. You talked about imaging playing a role in this fight against long COVID. How is AI involved in that fight? So if we start with imaging and then see how AI affects it, globally, when we look at the role of imaging in medical diagnosis, it has grown exponentially. 40 years ago, if you went to hospital, only if you were very sick did you get a plain chest X-ray. Now, if you go to hospital, the chances are you'll get a cross-sectional scan of some part of your body that may be affected. That may be your lungs, your heart, your abdomen, your brain. The problem with long COVID is because it has so many symptoms and affects so many organs, you need to scan multiple organs with high-end MRI scans. And we don't have enough highly trained radiologists globally, and even in the United States, which is you know, very, very well resourced for healthcare. Even in the United States, we don't have enough radiologists or radiology technicians to do the scans and then report the scans. Yet we need those scans to determine who's got long COVID, how bad it is, and specifically in long COVID, what's affected. So if you're breathless, is it because you have pulmonary fibrosis? Is it because you have myocarditis? Is it because you have pancreatic inflammation? All of them can cause breathlessness and fatigue. And you may have one or more than one, and we need the scans to determine that. The role of AI is to help the efficiency of delivering those scans, so have you know, protocoling and performance of scans with AI, and then to help with reporting those scans to help tell me whether Neil's long COVID is due to his pancreas or his lungs. Now, in, in my experience, um, MRIs have normally been done for a specific area. Uh, you, you mentioned you know, your, your chest, your lungs, your, your brain. Perspectum's multi-organ imaging suite does multi-organs. I've always had to get a different consult or a different session for any part of the body that was going to be affected. Is this something where the entire body is scanned and then you look at each organ individually, or do you have to go back for multiple sessions? Yeah, good question. It's a single scan. It lasts about 30 to 35 minutes. It looks at all your thoracic and abdominal organs, so it doesn't do your brain. You may need to have a separate brain scan. That's partly because you have separate hardware for a brain scan. But just to take you back a little bit and take the listeners back, most of us when we're in healthcare will recall a little nursery rhyme we had when you learn about anatomy, you know, 
that went through the bones of the body, you know, the hip bones connected to the leg mm-hmm. bone and so on and so forth. As we've progressed through our careers in healthcare, we've tended to become more and more specialized. So, you know, you start out as a general orthopedic surgeon, then you become just a hip surgeon, and then you end up doing just a certain kind of hip procedure in a certain kind of patient. That's happened across radiology as well. And so you have specialist radiologists who only do CT or only do thoracic CT. That doesn't necessarily always help the patient if the patient doesn't have an immediately identifiable source for their problem. So if you go into a clinic and you've got a painful left knee, that's fine. You know exactly what to scan. But if you go into clinic and say, doc, I can't work because I'm breathless, the multi-organ scan comes into its own because it determines the cause of that breathlessness. And it does so by supporting what here in the UK we call holistic medicine. So look at the whole body and then work out precisely what's wrong and then focus on that. The nice thing about this is this has brought us back to the art of holistic medicine with a scan that looks at the whole body and that um, the American Center for Medicaid Services, CMS, is prepared to endorse by offering a code. Is there anything that you'd like to add? And then give us a website where our listeners can learn more. Of course. Um, The main thing I would like to add is if you have any listeners with long COVID, and remember, healthcare workers truly were on the front line of the pandemic. So, you know, here in Oxford, we lost a couple of our um, hospital porters. We lost a couple of our doctors. We lost several of our laboratory staff, people who were exposed and subsequently got sick and passed away. So this is very, very personal to healthcare workers. A third of the people we saw in the first trials for long COVID were healthcare workers, and many of them had not returned to full-time employment, or if they had returned to full-time employment, were finding it profoundly difficult. So if any of your listeners have long COVID or know people that have long COVID, let them know that they're not alone and that there is active research and development into how to identify the disease, how to stratify it, and how to treat it. So this is something that will get better. The second thing I want to say is, in the field of healthcare research, this is, an, this is a good area to be at the moment. Understanding how inflammation in the body can lead to symptoms that can be treated, and how different parts of the body connect. These are exciting. They're exciting to academics, they're exciting to patients, they're exciting to payers. And then finally, us as a company, you know, we spun out of the University of Oxford, but we do lots of work in the United States. If people want to get involved with us, either as you know, patients who take part in our trials or patients who want to use our services, they can contact us at perspectum.com, P-E-R-S-P-E-C-T-U-M.com. And we'll hear your inquiries. We'll listen to you. We may not be able to fix you, but we promise we'll listen. Dr. Banjo, I appreciate you joining us here on the program this morning. Lots of great information. Hopefully we'll get an opportunity to speak again. I hope so, Neil. Take care. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Banjo, co-founder and CEO of Perspectum. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.